I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today we have Andrew Batanko. Originally, he came from Ukraine and he now lives in the United States where he works for Hitachi Solutions. He's into a couple of extracurricular activities such as Tough Mudder and Spartan races. He competed a trifecta in 2019 and he's also massively into snowboarding. Anyhow, let's uh, get on with the show. Full show notes can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 223. Andrew, welcome to the MVP show. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Good to have you on here. How many years have you been an MVP now? Oh, so at the moment, I'm MVP for for 10 times, hopefully crossing my fingers, uh, I believe, as you as well as you for July for July 1st, when the next renewal will happen. We're, we're right in that time with, you know, we're recording this in June, and of course, this is the month of the Great Purge, where... Uh, if you don't cut the grade, right, we don't get back in. Let's see how it goes. I'm crossing my fingers. I hope that <laughs> I, I, I did enough during the previous year to be renewed. But who knows? You know, those those guys from Microsoft can have different opinion. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. So tell us, where do you, I know you live in America now, but where do you come from before that? Tell us a bit about your country and uh, what made you move to America. Okay, so originally I'm from uh, the biggest European country that is called Ukraine. Uh, it's biggest not from the point of population, but it's biggest from the uh, side of like uh, area. So it's general, yes, it's generally speaking the biggest one. And uh, so uh, this is the country uh, that has a lot of interest in places and i'm re it, it was really a shame that you were not able to come to the 365 saturday i organized one year ago i re i'm really i was really sad when we got the notification that you were you will not be able to come but other other guys i know they got really awesome impressions and they have really good good uh, opinion regarding ukraine regarding the cuisine regarding the places and what I what I heard so far about about ladies. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so so that's the thing. I'm I was so disappointed to miss it, and of course, in my case, I couldn't get a visa uh, in time to get me into the country. Um, but that that's a, that's uh, every everybody that I've talked to that went to that event speak very highly of it and the hospitality of the Ukrainian people. Uh, so I was born back back in back in time. I was born in Soviet Union, but after the collapse, uh, I I was born in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Yes, and uh, after the collapse, we got the independence, and after that, I grew up. I I finished my high school. I finished university, and after I finished university, I started my career 
uh, as a software developer. And believe me or not, it was CRM, but it was not Microsoft CRM because uh, when I hit the market, um, it was it was time of one point if i'm not mistaken 1.2 and this it, it was it was not the perfect product as far as uh, i'm 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 not i'm not that old in the uh, i'm not that old in uh, my experience with dynamic crm so i don't know i i after that i changed few companies and anyway i returned to crm world uh that time uh, I I joined the U small Ukrainian uh, partner that just started the CRM practice. So I was literally third person in the practice, and it was time when uh, Dynamics uh, 4.0 was released. So one of one of the one of the best versions ever. <laughs> So, so how did you do your training as a software developer? Did you were you was that at university or did you get it once you started your job at the company? So partially, I started during the university, but during university time, obviously there was no .NET, there was no no nothing. So uh, there was basically I have I had to choose one of three languages, one of three major languages, either C or Java. Or uh, or what was the third one? Uh, C++, Java, or Object Pascal. I I did the, to be honest. I did the poor choice, and I've chosen the Object Pascal. So uh, I was uh, yes. Uh, so after 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 I was graduated, I knew Object Pascal, and I knew some T-SQL and a joint company, and they had the uh, our local Ukrainian CRM product that's, that's called TerraSoft, and now they have product that the, the company is uh, calls the competitor of Salesforce and uh, our wonderful CDS. Uh, and to be honest, you can see it on the Magic Quadrant. Uh, it's called BPM Online, if, if you heard of it. If you heard of it, yeah, 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 yeah. Which uh, BPM standing for business process automation, right? Uh, I believe business BPM. Sorry, business process management. management. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. And after the, after I changed my first first company, I switched to C sharp, and I was like hardcore C sharp .NET developer, where I got the most of skills that I'm using at the moment. And after that, I joined the and it, it was it was completely. Uh, it was an ISV, and it was not the software that is related to CRM. It was some. It was uh, post automation. So basically, really, really dedicated scenario. Uh, but I I learned a lot for, during during the work, and after that I joined the partner, and I believe I I found the gold mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so just tell me a bit about the software development industry in the Ukraine from your perspective is in, you know, when you were working for a, the partner there, um, were you doing projects for companies inside the Ukraine? Because my perception of, you know, uh, the Ukraine when it comes to developers, some amazing developers come out of the Ukraine, but often they work for international type companies or work internationally rather than just on projects inside the Ukraine. So, Mark, first thing that I want to want, want to say to you, never say the Ukraine because 
we are not like peninsula, we are not the state or something, we're a country. So we are independent. So it is it is grammarly proper to say just Ukraine without that. In Ukraine, is that correct? Yes. In Ukraine, the software okay, good. Thank you for correcting <laughs> me here. No, no, that's that's important. That's it's very important because it, it's all tied up in identity, and so I, I think it's really important. So in Ukraine, the software industry, as I say, is it is it focused mainly internally with businesses and companies? Because I I assume how many millions of people live in Ukraine? So at the moment, I believe I I don't know the last numbers, but I believe something around forty millions. Wow. Okay. So I take it there's a lot of businesses, a lot of industry that would be using this technology. Is that right? Uh, I would say we have mixed sectors. So uh, majority of IT businesses are uh, focusing on outsourcing and outstaffing. So they are not building the product for Ukraine, for Ukrainian customers. But obviously we have partners and we have ISWs that are dedicated to our local market and they work with it but as far as i know uh the main focus for it at the moment is outsourcing and outstaffing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay okay so the company that you started with was it that type of business um no uh, so uh, let me let me back up so the very first the very first company i started to do they were that time the company uh they were uh like the company that were selling computers, servers, software, etc. And they wanted to have everything inside their CRM. So I was the person who helped to extend CRM to automate business process, build reports, etc. So this company was oriented on the local market. The second company I joined, it was a 100% outsourcing company. So basically, uh, we were building the software for the for the uh, for the states. And the third company I was working where I started my dynamics, my dynamics uh, career. So it was the company that was oriented on the local market. How did you get your taste then for wanting to travel and, 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 you know, now you're in the US, how, how did that journey all happen for you? Okay. So it happened. Uh, I, I knew that to have to get more opportunities. Uh, I decided to change the focus. I was working after I left the company that I mentioned where I, when where I started my dynamics journey. I I decided to become independent and I started to work as a contractor. So I was working for customers from different uh, parts of the world. So I was working for customers from Canada, from the US, from United Kingdom, uh, from Australia. Uh, so I... I was working as a contractor, but uh, you know, life of, of contractor is not—it's really not stable. When you have work, you have food. When you don't have work, you have nothing to eat. So I decided to get something more stable, and this is where my MVP status really helped me a lot because I knew a lot of people from MVP communities, uh, from MVP community here at the states, and I just. One evening, I sent an email asking, "Okay, guys, I I decided to move. Who would love to get the? Who would love to get uh, my help uh, in in your projects, in your practice, etc." And I got and I got few replies. I did few interviews, and uh, uh, by lucky chance, uh, 
Hitachi Solutions, the company that I, I was I was working for at the moment, they liked me and they suggested me the relocation to the US and work for them. Okay, so what part of the US are you in now? So at the moment, I live uh, in South Carolina, Greenville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you like it? Uh, it comparing to my native city and city where I spent most of my life, it's 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 different because it, this is a medium-sized city, something like thirty thousand people, and comparing to, uh, I believe five five million five million Kiev, it's 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 kind of smaller. So you have uh, the the way the way life is happening here is the the the, the pace is slower. You don't have to run all the time. You don't have you, you have a lot of time. Uh, you're you you really you really have no need to run anywhere. Everything is happening when it is happening. In Kiev, the pace of life was much faster. You have to do fast, 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 faster, faster. So it's it's so if you will consider like uh, comparing to other cities, I would consider uh, Kiev. For for Ukraine is like New York City for the States or London for for the UK. Tell me about um, what you missed the most from home. So the most obviously, I'm I really miss my parents. I really miss my parents. They live there. We we're calling one another. We have phone calls every every week. I really miss them. And uh, this May, I had to go there for like for three three four weeks but because covid outbreak and closed borders i was not able to make it so hopefully hopefully i will be able to to travel there this year or maybe early next year let's see how it goes yeah 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 so true so true what's what's been the highlight then you know on the flip side of living in the u.s for you you mean downside <laughs> yeah Okay. No, the up, up, upside, the best part of living oh, in the US. Okay, the best part. Uh, uh, it the environment here is much safer, so you are feeling that you are that you are protected. But with all the madness that is happening here in the states, I believe you are watching news and you know what is happening here. You are not feeling so comfortable. But in Greenville, we don't have any riots. We don't have any any of these massive moves so i'm 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 the, i believe that the uh, the best part is that you are feeling safe here yeah yeah so good tell me a bit about how how you your journey to becoming an mvp you know almost 11 years ago now and how did you get nominated how did you find out about the program to start with what was that journey for you okay so the journey started for me from uh, basically learning. So uh, when when I joined the company, I know literally nothing about Microsoft CRM. So I, I started to learn. We uh, uh, the time the time there there was not a lot of uh, classes that you you were able to participate to master the system to understand the development best practices uh, to get exposure to like all the all the goodies that we have online at the moment and i started to learn and obviously the best learning thing that time was forums so uh at, at the first at the first i joined the forum that is called x forum so uh 
this is the forum where specialists uh, that are working with NAV, with AX, and with CRM were 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 like combined into community. And firstly, I started to ask questions, and I got answers. After I learned more, I started to give answers. And after I realized that I kind of can answer questions, I decided, okay, I'm. And this this forum was for Russian speakers. It was basically Russian speaking forum. And I decided, okay, if I can answer questions, and I know that there is a few Microsoft speakers for English speakers, why can't I start? answer question there and i started i started my blog comparing to my english now my english 10 11 12 years ago was just terrible was really really awful sometimes i'm i'm uh rereading my old blog post and thinking oh my god <laughs> how bad was i but luckily i'm i'm i, I improved my skills <laughs> yes and there on that first forum there was a guy uh sergey mazurkin he is he uh, was an mvp for ax for multiple years and if i'm not mistaken he's he he still keep uh, he's still keeping his mvp award but he's he was for ax he found me and he suggested to make the nomination because he saw uh, my contributions to community and after you remember that time at that time it was like a, it was only for uh, there was four cycle of nominations instead of 12 that we have now uh, i was nominated something like september time but in uh, october in october october 1st i did not get my uh let, like like a letter so i was waiting for for january and january 1st yes January 1st, 2010, I got my award. Wow, wow. So back then, you know, when you joined the, particularly the the Dynamic CRM MVPs, how many MVPs were there around about? I believe there was really, really small crew around mm. 20 people. Yeah. Much, much smaller than, than, than we have now. Yeah, because I joined in 2012, and I think there would have been 30, maybe? 30, 30 or so? Something like uh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so many more now. Um, incredible, incredible journey then, uh, you know, that you went through. With the first year that you went to MVP Summit, what was that like for you? Uh, it was it was mind blow. My mind was blown away because before... Uh, before my travel to the US, and uh, I want to mention that it was my first ever travel when I left Europe. Yes. And uh, this was really mind-blowing thing because I saw completely different country with different culture. Uh, at the very beginning, it was really hard to understand people. But now when I'm looking back, I'm okay now now i see now i see <laughs> now everything is much clearer uh, it was really uh, an awesome experience visiting uh, bellevue and seattle visiting and meeting other other mvps 
other MVP legends, I would say, uh, and uh, meeting and like meeting with the product team were just brilliant for me. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. Similar experience. What's your kind of, uh, you know, being an MVP for ten years, no small feat. What's your kind of advice to? Either people that would want to become an MVP or even existing MVPs, any advice you have? I would say uh, try to do, uh, try to prefer quality over quantity. It is better to do, to make one great thing than do, I don't know, 10 small things that has really no value. Don't do it for numbers, do it for quality. Yeah. Good, good. Tell me about your focus around PCF at the moment. Oh, PCF is a hot stuff, and it's really a game changer. That that personally, I was waiting for some some technology or something like this. I was waiting since the version four point when I just started to work with uh, Dynamics CRM and I started to extend it. I I'm focused with PCF at the moment. I'm building different controls. I work on on controls toolkit uh, that I plan to share with community once it's one that's completed. And I really like the direction where Microsoft goes with PCF with all these wonderful goodies like uh, Canvas apps, like Power Automate. And one thing that I haven't played yet, but I plan to with the Power Virtual Agent. Yeah, really good, really good. Um, any any advice you would give to people um, exploring PCF? Like, what what are the key resources you'd point them to? Uh, don't if, don't be afraid to ask if you have question because there is a, a forum that is dedicated specifically for developers of PCF controls for Canvas and model driven apps. Don't be afraid. Uh, one of one of my teachers uh, told me there are no bad questions. There are no silly questions. There are there could be silly answers. But there are no silly questions, so don't be afraid to ask if you are in the dead end. Just, uh, just get help from community. That's why we are here, Andrew. It's been good talking to you, actually. And and I've got I've got you know I always do some quick fire questions at the end of these these sessions. So are you ready for your questions? I'm ready. Okay, so here's the and and I specifically have this one for you. Because I want um, you to explain um, something. So here, here's the question. It's, a, it, it's, it's tagged as a deep question. It says, if you had to change your name, what would you change it to? And I want to say, I want you to answer this because, you know, you have changed your name um, to what you're known as. And so just tell us your, why you chose this name and, and what your full pronunciation of your real name is. Okay, so my... Legal. Let let me put it that way. My legal name, based on papers, is Andri. Mm-hmm. But after I moved here, I heard thousands of different versions of my name, and I decided to make uh, my my and life of locals easier. So that's why I went with Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, excellent, excellent. What's the best job you've ever had? Ah, uh, this is the job that I have at the moment. <laughs> Excellent. What's 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 the best hotel you've ever stayed in, and why? 
the best hotel I have ever stayed, I believe, uh, this is the Hyatt in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, okay. I I don't I haven't traveled uh, as much as you, Mark, and I haven't experienced <laughs> all different kinds of hotels. So this, but is but, you, but you know, sometimes work make you travel, right? I would have thought they would have put, pushed you to different places around the U.S. from time to time. Uh no, not not a lot because of my role. My role is developer, and I'm just sticking at the back end and uh, doing and and making things happen. <laughs> okay, okay. What's something you believed early in your career, but you think differently now? So I believed if if we are talking about early days of early days of my dynamic career, I would say that project can't happen with without developer. Now I'm tr- I truly believe that it's possible to make the project happen even without developer on board. Would you rather be gossiped about or never talked about? Okay. I would choose first because uh there is there is a rule. It is it, it is better to have uh people talking badly about you than don't talk about you at all. I like it. I like it. Um the final question here and then I've actually got another one I'm gonna ask you. If you could only keep three things from your home, which would you keep? Obviously, uh, my wife, my cat, and my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good, very quick. Um, what's the best uh, quote, and this is uh, just one that's come to me, from the Ukraine, and how does it translate to English? So give it to me, uh, uh, yeah, the best quote, or the best saying, kind of like the best saying that you grew up with, like... Um, you know, I had one that was, I'll, I'll tell it to you, when a task is once begun, leave it not until it's done, be the labor great or small, do it well or not at all. So it's kind of like sayings that your parents taught you growing up that were, helped you remember the concept. Do you do you have any that stick in your mind? It is better to be first. It is better to be lost from all of firsts than to be first from all of last. Yes, good, good. I like it. Can you say that um, in your language, though? Of course. I love it. I love it. Okay, before you go, where can people follow you online? Uh, tell us everything from YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. What are the, what are the details they can find you on? Uh, so I'm available on the Twitter with and my Twitter Twitter handle handler is a three three i k. Yeah, it's weird, it's unreadable, but from historical from because of historical reasons, I keep that nickname. Um, uh, you can find me on the YouTube, and my channel is just Andrew Butenko. No spaces, no dots, no nothing, just Andrew Butenko. And uh, what else? If you want, if you want to see what I'm posting on the GitHub, pretty the same, pretty the same uh, username on the GitHub. Hey, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Feel free to reach out and get in touch with me if there's anything that you feel I can help you with. Uh, best way to get hold of me is by private message on LinkedIn. Remember, full show notes can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 223. See you next time.